Welcome to Church of St. Agnes Quick Talks, a series premiering every Monday on our SoundCloud channel. To visit our SoundCloud channel, go to soundcloud.com backslash Church of St. Agnes. My name is Richard Elliman, and I'd like to encourage you to prayerfully support this podcast, if possible, with a free will donation by visiting our website at churchofstagnes.org. Our first speaker today is Nell O'Leary Alt, who is the managing editor for Blessed Is She, as well as a parishioner right here at St. Agnes. And she's going to talk today about grace during shelter in place. This is Nell O'Leary Alt. I'm a daughter of the parish, received my own sacraments here, and now my husband Anthony and I and our four kiddos are parishioners, and the oldest two go to the school here at St. Agnes. And I'm speaking a little bit today about adjusting our family lives with shelter in place. So three different aspects, three different elements I wanted to address. First are our prayer life, second our marriages, and lastly, our kids or parenting and shelter in place, which deserves like reams and reams and reams and hours and hours and hours of its own topic, its own podcast, but we'll keep it succinct today. So first with our prayer lives. Now I'm in my later 30s. I'm an attorney. I stay at home with the kiddos and work part-time for a Catholic women's group called Blessed Is She. But I have noticed that to shelter in place is rough on my prayer time. And maybe you guys have noticed this too, that these habits that we had, these times, these grooves of our lives, these grooves of our day are totally obliterated. Everything requires a new habit, even prayer. So those pockets of silence, those little moments I used to have when the older kiddos were at school or when Anthony was at work or whenever we had our normal pre-coronavirus life, pre-COVID-19 life are changed. So I found two things that have been helpful for me and maybe it'll be helpful for you as well. The first one is leaning into this opportunity to make new prayer habits. Instead of simply bemoaning that I no longer have my scripture reading time in the morning and the kids have completely disrupted my afternoon time and I would say my rosary, this like beautiful rosary in silence. Well, we have to adapt and adjust. So instead of simply complaining about it, I'm finding the opportunity to make new prayer habits. So for our our family, that's looked like doing morning prayer with my husband. You guys, we've never done morning prayer together in almost 11 years of marriage because our schedules are so wonky. He's up and out the door to work or we're both up and out the door getting the kids lunch packs ready to go. It's not been something we've had time for. So even in this time of difficulty and challenge to be sheltered in place, there's been a real silver lining of actually praying the liturgy of the hours, praying morning prayer together. Now I'm talking about doing it with the books, with the ribbons, the flipping. It's tricky. Luckily, Anthony's a pro, but You guys, you can look online, find a tutorial. You can see that it's not that hard. And if you go to something like the Divine Office or the Laudate app, it's no flipping, right? You can just read it all the way through. Another thing is that instead of doing my quiet scripture reading, I'm doing Lexia with the kids. Now at St. Agnes School, we have such an incredible and robust religion program. They do Lexio every day. But now I get to do it alongside them. And yes, our two younger children are like biting at my ankles and yipping and crying and fighting and tumbling and wrestling and all of those things. But I'm actually involved in their imaginative and beautiful prayer life that's already offered by the curriculum that we're doing together for their religion class. So finding new habits and being open to what you wouldn't have expected during this prayer time 
has been a real gift. I hope you can find that too. And also to remember that even though we don't get to partake in the holy sacrifice of the mass, and let me tell you, anybody who's doing live streaming masses with small children is probably also encountering a lot more naughtiness than even happens in the pew. Didn't know that was possible. But even though we're separated, to remember and appreciate that the holy sacrifice of the mass still is being offered for us. It's been a great consolation. Okay, marriage. Let's talk about marriage in a time of shelter in place. Whoo, my friends. Anthony and I have had raw times. Times where when everything in our routine, everything in our busyness and our lives is stripped away, we face some really fundamental differences in each other and some underlying ongoing challenges in our marriage. Again, married almost 11 years. For the most part, are very happy, a good, a good marriage. Um, but to see that this time when we're just with each other nonstop, he's working from home, I'm with the kids from home, it's an opportunity to see, yeah, we do have these differences. And yes, it is a challenge to not have any of the buffers of the outside world, the business and movement of our lives, because it's kind of a big mirror to face our stuff, our differences, our inadequacies, our faults, our failures, which is not fun. And while it's not fun, it's been a comfort to me to know that other friends have gone through this as well. So if you're having a bumpy time in your marriage, you know, seemingly little things that actually expose bigger issues, dumb fights that actually show something you haven't resolved yet, you are not alone. Take comfort in that, my friend. You are not alone. And of course, the devil is finding so many inroads to attack us right now, right? He wants to destroy our marriages. He wants to destroy our families. So instead of giving into that and feeling despair that I don't have this perfect marriage and now we're having a disagreement or now there are wounds that are coming up or there are these fights and our marriage is in so much turmoil. Yes, acknowledge the challenge where it is, but also remember that we have the sacramental graces of marriage. So that dumb fight that Anthony and I had about who fed which child a piece of candy and then they got sick, blah, blah, blah. It, it did resolve. It did take some swallowing of humble pie, maybe on my part, to just get over it and be open to praying together and asking the Holy Spirit to help invigorate our marriage. So marriage ahoy, you're not in this alone. We should also remember to pray for each other's marriages during this time. Okay, parenting and children in the time of shelter in place. So our children are... Let's see, nine, just turned eight, almost six, and three. I'm not pregnant, no tiny baby right now, which is a whole different challenge for those of us who are in that boat. That's not where we are right now. But little kids, right? Fourth grade, second grade, kindergarten, and a toddler. Well, I mean, she thinks she's 13, but she's only three. Something that we've encountered, and perhaps you are too, is that because we no longer have control, I mean, do we ever really have control? But there is very little control about where we're able to go, what we're able to do, what activities are available to us, whether you're a homeschooler who's used to having your extracurricular enrichments or you're a more traditional schooler who's in the classroom whose children are now thrust upon you and you're distance learning from home. The semblance of control over our children's lives, routines, and rhythms are stripped away. That semblance is gone. We now recognize what is true reality, which is obviously God is in control. And sometimes for me and maybe for you, in that realization that we are not in control, there can be a sense of scrambling for control. 
So I have yelled, you know that yell from like the deep bottom of your throat where you're like, did I, did I just twang a vocal cord? I think I did. I've yelled so harshly. I have come down on my kids. I have, you know, instilled this punishment, that consequence. You sit on that. You go up to your bedroom and really found my temper and my blood pressure and uh, my face flushing, everything rising. Because I, I don't have a lot of control. I'm scared. I, I don't want my loved ones out there in the medical field I, to get sick. I don't want my family with small businesses to completely go under. And I don't want my own family to be sick. And when our fear guides our parenting and we know we're not in control, there can be a sense of like, boom, batten down the hatches. I'm going to try to micromanage and control every little thing about my child's behavior because at least then I have some control. I feel like I'm a bully mom sometimes. Like, well, I'm the mom. I'm going to make them do it, make them listen. But part of parenting and cooperating with this gift of children that God has given us is to remember to flourish with them. We want them to flourish as the human beings that God has made them to be. Now, of course, there's, you can't have like every flourishing child living their own dream to the beat of their own drum or you have utter chaos. But instead of tightening up and trying to force everything to be the way that you want it to be as parents, instead of you know relenting into that temptation to take really deep breaths and maybe many of them, perhaps that means locking yourself in the pantry with some chocolate. I will say that is oftentimes my coping mechanism mid-afternoon to get a deep breath, to call upon the Blessed Mother and ask her for the graces to mother the children that we have and to approach them with mercy and humility, ready to apologize for losing our tempers and trying to actually meet them where they're at. Trying to actually meet our child where they're at. Maybe your child is older and they're so disappointed that right now they are not getting ready for their prom or their graduation or their big sport, sports event. I almost said sports ball. Sport, sporting event, whatever it is, sports ball, you know, baseball, football, basketball, I don't know, whatever season we're in. I guess we're in track and baseball season. Your child's struggling with that disappointment. So they're acting out. They're defiant. They're rude. They're disruptive for us to take that big deep breath and ask the Blessed Mother to help us because we are still the grown-up, even no matter how old your child is, you still are the adult, you're still the parent, to control ourselves and our response and simply try to understand and meet them where they are. That's the big ask of us as parents because we are going through a lot to shelter in place and the strains on, like we've said, our, our prayer life, our prayer habits, our marriage and our grooves of parenting that are already formed, our habits, everything that we've been doing up to this point being so disrupted to try to step outside of what we're experiencing and, and experience what our child is to be truly empathic with them is a challenge. Thank God for grace because that's the only way we're going to get through this shelter in place. And lastly, my friends, I fail at all these things each and every day. Each and every day I fall again with my pride and my short temper and my harshness. And each and every day, sometimes each and every moment, hour, with great frequency, I ask God for the grace to begin again. One of my favorite favorite Desert Father sayings is someone asks Abba Anthony, is it true that I can build a foundation every day, a new foundation every day? And he says, you can build a new foundation every moment. So, do not be discouraged if all these things I'm describing have 
you know, really, really hit home here. And you're thinking, yes, I have yelled and fought and, and fallen out of my prayer habit, all of these things. That's okay. Begin again. Begin again asking God to give you the graces you need to do so. Begin again. Begin again at this moment. And if you're like me, you might have to begin again many times throughout the day. I'm praying for you, my friends. We have such a beautiful community here at St. Agnes that we're praying for each other. We have wonderful priests and sisters and all of the all of the staff and admin and faculty at the school. Everyone is in this together. So I'm praying for you. I appreciate your prayers for me. And uh, let's get through this together.